Mindset Podcast. We're your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Yeah, so you brought a couple of topics this time. Yeah. Why don't you kick us off with what you're thinking there? For the debrief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it debrief or debrief? <laughs> it's French, debrief. <laughs> debrief. <laughs> How to be mediocre every day. Yeah, I don't think that was the original name of... The... I got that on lock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was the original name of the podcast that I was reading. Um, let's see. I don't know. I think it was. Well, it... I think it was, or here it is, The One Minute Secret to Forming a New Habit Got you. Uh, by Christine Carter. Um, and I kind of step back for a second, because there's always a story behind everything, right? Sure. <clears throat> um, I drive my daughter to dance, I, I realized, uh, about five days a week. So we were in the car together at least, uh, let's see an hour no two hours um be- for those five days going Yoinks. back and forth yeah um so we've listened to every single song and radio station that's out there um so finally <laughs> <laughs> we found the end of spotify we, we know the end of it um so, so we actually i was finally like you know let's do something halfway productive and so right um yeah intro podcast yeah, yeah. Um, and and good so stuff the the ted talk dailies are all about 15 minutes or so right um and some a lot of them i just kind of thumb through and and figured that she might not be interested in but um but it's like you know new habits are things that we've talked about them before habits and rituals and things like that so um so this looked interesting you gotta start somehow exactly Mm -hmm. um and and especially when you're trying to get better and you know She's 10. I've got a 15, a 13, and a 10-year-old. And they're all doing their different things and trying to get better at them. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, let's look at this. But there was something... So basically the 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 podcast or the TED Talk was basically about um, if... It's kind of like a even if you don't or can't be great at something that mm. shouldn't stop you from doing something. Absolutely. Right. And so so sometimes if you just work on doing something out of a habit instead of um, instead of actually, you know, trying to be great at something, then, you know, it's okay to be and you know, the the title yeah. that I gave you was it, it's okay to be mediocre basically. And and her thing was like during the lockdown, you know, she this woman like organizes people for a living, mm. <laughs> and then she found that she couldn't be organized. That's often the case. Yeah, honestly. and um, and so you know, for exercise or running or you know, just I mean, brushing your teeth sometimes is, has been hard. I'm sure for some people during the pandemic. So anyway, she set a goal of going out and walking or running for like a minute every day okay that's her mediocre base don't try to be better than that but definitely don't be worse than that and you know she's like from that base 
you know, I just did it every day, whether I felt like it or not. And some days, you know, she'd go and run like 20 minutes or 15 minutes. Um, but at a minimum, you know, just be mediocre. Gotcha. And just do the minute. I dig that. And, um, you know, and, and when I was listening to it, I was, I was thinking about the, you know, if your goal is to be 1% better every single day. That's how you get there. But man. sometimes you can't even do that 1%. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So, however, if you have that baseline that you go to, and you know, maybe it's your rituals, but maybe it is just this one thing that you do every single day that gets you to a larger goal right. later on. Absolutely. It's okay to be mediocre on a day where you're just not feeling it, mm-hmm. but you still do something. It's a cumulative effort. It's right. not single session effort. Right. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. Um, TED Talk, huh? Yeah. So, uh, what about the first part here in the description? Resolutions. Do you do resolutions? I try not to anymore. You're talking yeah. about like the New Year's yeah, resolutions. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the old standard resolution. Yeah, and and you know, part of it, and and I try to do goals um, for the year. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when I get to April for my birthday and I realize that I haven't accomplished them, then I consider that my new year because technically <laughs> it's my new year, it's right? It's Chinese new year. <laughs> no, right. it's, it's Aaron Griswold's new right. year, you know? Um, and so sometimes I'll retool. But actually, I'm I'm in the middle of retooling my goals for the year because there's some that I've just totally screwed up on. Right. Um, and re- resolutions are usually like that, right? Yep. Um, is that why you... Is that why you're asking? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, um, I despise New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think they're like, like you just said. I mean, I think they're destined to fail, right? Because right. it's like, you know, it's always a big goal, right? And I think big goals are hard. Big goals are hard to attain. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like that for a reason. <laughs> you know, yeah. if shit's easy to do, it's like not really work. You know. So sure. there you go. And, and so it's, it's probably real, not worth it either. Right. It's really hard to do. So like, yeah. usually. Defeat yourself before you get started, you yeah. know. I mean, I, I like them in theory. Like, I think in theory, having a big lofty goal and then going after it's fine. But, mm-hmm. you know, you also have to have the mental strength to then do all the work, you know. Yeah. And that's the part that we struggle with. You know, everybody's good at setting goals, right? Right. <laughs> it's yeah. the easy part. <laughs> I can set them all day long. Yeah, and I can't count how many times it's like, you know, people at the gym where I, it's like, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like middle of January, you've already quit. You right. know, like it's just how it goes. So, so what's the difference between a resolution and a goal then? Um, I think that there's that fundamentally probably isn't a dif- difference. All right. But, well, okay, so. But I think what yeah. happens is you talk about a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm going to quit smoking. I resolve to. I resolve to quit smoking. Right. And it's like, okay. And that's usually it, mm-hmm. right? But if you're like, I'm going to set this goal of not smoking by this time, mm-hmm. by, you know, three months before that time, I'm going to, you know, I don't know, I don't smoke, but like I'm going to only smoke one pack a month or something. And then right. three months before that. You actually have a plan. To yeah, you're going to break that plan down into the smaller pieces and, and then you're going to execute smaller pieces, smaller pieces, smaller pieces. Right. To a goal, you know, much like you'd approach, you know, starting a business or, 
saving for a car or whatever you're doing, you know, you wouldn't just be like, I'm going to save for a car. I'm going to go find $20,000, you know, (laughs) like it's not how, this is not how it works. You know, you are going to do it piece by piece. You're going to put a hundred bucks a week away or a hundred bucks a month away. And there is a plan behind it. Yeah. I think that's the difference between maybe a resolution and a goal. Although fundamentally, maybe they're the same. I just, I just despise the, Hey, next year, Tomorrow is going to be a new year, so I'm going to immediately do this thing. Right. It's not going to work. Yeah. No, I, and, and I, used to, I used to tell people that I'm going to, you know, everybody starts their goals or resolutions on January 1st, but, you know, mine were kind of like a, I start thinking about them in November, mm-hmm. and so in December... Yeah, you, I go you start building a little plan. I, yeah, my, my wife always says, you know, when, when it comes to, like, you know, or she doesn't diet, but when people say that they're going to diet, but they're going to start on Monday and today is Saturday. And yeah. She's like, why are you waiting to start? Like, why is there that, that yeah. trigger point day? So yeah. you can, you know, shovel in everything for the next Make two it harder days. on yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> I want to make sure that instead of being like 190 pounds, I'm 200 pounds. So like the Just, weight gain really looks yeah, a lot better. It looks better. really good yeah, at the end. Exactly. It doesn't make sense to me. No, um, no. But but I see resolutions as as <laughs> something I've said for a long time, which is hopefully is the worst four letter word in the English dictionary. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I used to, I used to say it when I when I was teaching, I'd, I'd say that to my students and. And I'd, I'd tell them that, and they'd look at me like, okay, you're an idiot because hopefully isn't a four-letter word. Yeah. Well, I look at it as one of the four-letter words that I, I will not let my kids say. Um, and because a resolution, I resolve to do this, is the same thing as going, I'm going to hope, wish, or pray mm-hmm. you know, that this is going to happen, but I'm not going to have anything behind it that actually moves it along. I think maybe that's the difference between a resolution and a goal, um, that a goal has some type of plan. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fine. I, I'm not even looking up the definitions, but yeah. I think, I think we're on to something. Um, and you were talking about the 1% better everyday thing. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's exactly right. Motivation is only going to get you so far. Right. Um, and what we're talking about, I think is, Make, is creating discipline. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that word. A, a word means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. It can have a negative connotation. You know, I did this thing. This person didn't like this thing, so they disciplined me. You know, whatever. Or, sure. you know, I'm going to try to do this thing. I didn't do it. I have to punish myself somehow. Yeah. That's not really what we're talking about. Um, this, you know, motivation is like, What's get, it, it's what gets you inspired in something. It's what gets you going. You right. know, it's the New Year's resolution. Yeah. And I think that's why they, they fail oftentimes because, you know, you have motivation, you know, midnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, before <clears throat> January 1st. Right. But then, like, you know, January 15th, your motivation's gone. Yeah. Because you don't remember that mindset you were in or whatever whatever conversation you were having or conversation with yourself you were having you don't remember that and so your motivation is gone so what do you have left you know and and i like what she's saying is well what you would have left is a tiny habit you've created and from that tiny habit you can build upon it you know um that is absolutely the one percent better every day 
mindset, right? Mm. That's how it works. Habit, discipline, I don't know. They could probably be interchangeable, you know? Well, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I think it, because you have the discipline to do something every single day, yeah, which is a habit. So yeah. it, they... They they intermingle. Yes, you can have a bad habit. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. but good habits are good. Right, you know. I mean, when it comes to that, and you could call a discipline, and everyone will be impressed by you. Right. But I like the way she kind of broke that. She's breaking that down in terms of trying to create little habits or, or her mediocre level. Yeah. Which is like this is the thing I'm going to do every day that I won't go below, but right. it's really like not much. Right. You know, so I can do that easily. It's what I can do without effort, really. And I will get up and I will get moving. And that's a bottom rung level effort I'm going to put out. Yeah, and, and and I don't even think that that's a routine at that point. But like I said, mm-hmm. it is kind of a baseline. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, she kind of goes into the... In her talk, she talks about how, like, if you go into this baseline thing, the one minute of running that you plan on doing, but then... You want to make it grandiose and everything, and I'm going right. to run for an I'm hour. Run a then, marathon, and guess what? You're going to fail. Yep. But so if you go hard. out there and do what you're, do that one minute. Maybe that one minute turns into something more. You know, maybe on the next day you're like, okay, you know, I have the time, I have the energy. Right. I'm just going to go ahead and 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 continue this, but but sometimes, you know, it, it's the. Um, yeah, you know, I, I guess also like being an addict. You know, I had a friend that's celebrating 18 years of sobriety. Okay. I don't know what he was like before then, but apparently it's a very good thing. Okay. And probably, uh, and he's a good dude. Um, and every single day, I'm sure that you know, maybe not, maybe not by now, maybe not by 18 years, but but getting into know. that every single day, you've got a your baseline is. I've got to think not to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that I can get to. Right. You know, it's got to be hard. 18 minutes, 18 days, 18 months, 18 yeah. years. Um, and yeah, so so just having that one thing that you do for a little bit, mm. maybe it turns into something more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. You get to the. I'm, I'm getting better. One percent. It's a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And after six months, it's like, it's 10%. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. But that adds up, man. Yeah. I mean, if it were money, it'd be, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, it's the, the Malcolm Gladwell, 15,000 hours, or is it 15,000 hours? It's 10,000, but yeah. 10,000 hours, Something like that. yeah. 15 years, 10,000 yes. hours. Yes, there you go. Um, uh, you know, it, it's a cumulative. That, yep. You know, and just like, like yesterday, my daughter was asking me, is, is driving hard? I'm like, well, after 30 years of it, I don't think so. Yeah. But I'm watching, you know, my son, you're, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's got to be hard because yeah. I, I described every single thing that I was looking at and everything that was, you yeah. know, like everything I had to pay attention to. And I just like this. That's right. Like I do right now, stream of consciousness thinking, but um, but showing her all these things, and I think she just shut up at some point. <laughs> she didn't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> You're like, scaring me. Yeah, at first it's hard, but then at a certain point, yeah. you just do it because you've had that baseline. Right. You've built You're up not, to it. Mm-hmm. You've gotten 1% better every single day. Mm-hmm. You've built little habits to help you right. do things. Exactly. Um, yeah, we could talk about driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you've <laughs> done the thing where you've, you drive a route you've driven... 
all the time. Yeah. And then you get there and you don't remember driving the route. Yes. Like that's definitely that habit based thing. And if you can like speaking of fitness, if you can get there with your fitness yeah. to where it's just like, I always I do this and I don't even think about it. Then you're in a good place. Yeah. Um, you I know, agreed. do what? I said, agree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with yes. you. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> All right. We need to listen to that TED Talk. Go check that out. Yeah. Link in the show notes. All right. The next up was a uh, cool little Medium article that I came about. Four things that reveal a lot about a person. Cool shit. Um, Yeah. So, four things that reveal a lot about a person. It's interesting because we're always trying to, like, size people up, right? Yeah. You know, let's say you're going to go into business with someone. you got to kind of make sure that they match <laughs> like sure with you in some way enough right are you going to get married you need to try to make sure you're compatible yeah you're going to be friends with someone you got to make sure you're going to be compatible on some level you yeah. know it's not going to work right um so we're always kind of like trying to just kind of size people up we're like i gotta figure this person out you know how much of myself do i give to this person how yeah. much do i let this person in right. is it safe to let this person in my car you know like all just all these different levels we're always doing that Anyway, these were some cool things that reveal a lot of intel about a person. How they react to people who are better than them. Mm. Or criticism. Yeah. Um, yeah, any uh, experience with watching people or maybe even yourself? Um, yeah. Um, I, mean, I have. Uh, okay. <laughs> I... I, I I was going to say a universal way to look at this, but um, but something that I can definitely say that maybe is a little more relatable than you know me talking about people that I know. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I hated his guts. Peyton Manning. I hated. I hated Peyton Manning's guts. Going to University of South Carolina. What did Peyton Manning do to you? Oh, he went to a different school. He went to Tennessee, <laughs> and every single year they yeah, come. They beat us. You know, they yeah. just destroy us, and it was Peyton <laughs> and and the new or the uh, sportscasters couldn't get enough of talking about Peyton. Right, Manning. they loved him. Right, his old bucket head. Exactly, and same thing. Which, by the way, that's what we used to call him in from the state of South Carolina. Oh, called right, Peyton Manning, right. Buttonhead, buckethead. Buckethead. Um, and then you know, same thing with Tom Brady. Um, as I've gotten older, and with experience, I look at oh, people. Oh, you respect them now. I respect them. <laughs> I respect them because of how both of those two people, whatever you know, whatever the spy gates and things like that, you know. Forget, oh, sure. Yeah, but how those two people went about preparing for a game, preparing. Mm-hmm. You know themselves right. preparing for right. He's incredibly disciplined. Yeah, and like what he eats and how he takes care of his sleep yeah. and exactly. Yeah, and it's right. down to his family. Yeah. So yeah. So when Tom Brady gets drunk, like everybody goes crazy yeah, because that, yeah. oh my god, yeah. he's drunk. It's like he deserves it. Yeah, he can do that. He can get away with it. I have a admission. I I have been drunk before, <laughs> yeah. and I've probably looked like Tom Brady. You've looked been drunk before. <gasps> I wasn't throwing the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was funny. Um, paying from boat to boat yeah. uh, because neither of those things are mine. Imagine but... if they dropped that in the water. Though. I know. <laughs> I was just walking. Going... Well, right. well, he he's he's a pretty he throws pretty well. True, and, and Gronk catches and, and pretty Gronk well. catches pretty well. So yeah. yeah. 
Um, anyway, so, so right, you know. But yeah, when it when it's come to criticism, I've had trouble before. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little bit better with it now. Um, yeah. depending on the day and the person it's coming from. True. Um, but but yeah, if <sighs> we all have egos. Yep. And yep. Um, yeah, I, I think you know, twenty years ago. Somebody was better than me at somebody. I would. I mean, that's when you go. Oh, that person sucks. <laughs> it's probably a jerk. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then now I I try to look at it as, wow, they're pretty good at that. Yeah, I hope. But yes, I. I've, I but and I've been the recipient of that before too, and mm-hmm. and I've seen how people react to it, and and um, you know, yeah, it, it's. Uh, uh, when when you have somebody that complains about other people who actually do a better job than them, then maybe that first person should be looking at themselves, and <laughs> yeah. you should probably not be around them. Right, right. One of the one of the things that um, <coughs> this one speaks to me is uh, uh, excuses. Like people will make, they'll start to make excuses. Um, when they're around, like they're trying to accomplish something, yeah. and they're around someone who has already accomplished it, yeah. they they'll begin to, or at least in my experience, when I've talked to them, they've made excuses for why they're not there yet, or they'll apologize for why they're not there yet. Hmm. Um, it just tells me a lot about like their belief in themselves and you know where they are in their journey. It, it's like lets me know a lot about like, well, you're kind of in the middle, you know, you're kind of like you're still working pretty hard right um you know apologizing <laughs> well i'm sorry i'm not you know i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry like they're trying to do it something and they're like i'm sorry you know and it's like who are you apologizing yeah what's going on um do you mean do you mean in like a you're a coach teacher or sensei and they're in a yeah 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 okay. but let's go with that yeah okay. i mean i've seen i've seen it in different scenarios too um it lets me know, like, that they're not at the point where they're doing it necessarily for themselves yet. You know, maybe they're doing mm-hmm. it for me. They're doing it for coach. They're doing it for the team or whatever that right. is. You know what I mean? Um, and then, then there's the people that make excuses mm-hmm. that are like, you know, well, my my foot has an injury or like, you know, my sh- I'm not wearing the right shoes. Right. You know, whatever yeah. it is. And it's like, okay, well, now I know that you have trouble, like, owning your shortcomings. Right. So it's going to be extra hard to get you to overcome those problems that you might have. Or not problems, they're just things you got to practice or train or work on or study or right. whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I was going to take this test, but the internet was down. Right. You know, and it's like, well, you know, really? I mean, <laughs> you know. The whole internet. No, but yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. It, 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 that's, that's what, when I read that, it kind of popped in my head. Um, then there's the other side of criticism. Like, how, how do people take criticism? Um. Yeah, I've I've been in different scenarios where I've not taken it well. <laughs> you know, um, definitely, and that's a hard pill to swallow. Sometimes people giving you criticism, yeah, to sort of extricate yourself from their criticism. You know, to the point where you can learn from it. Well, that I mean, it always feels like an attack. It it does because. We, <laughs> because you're always the hero of your own story, right? And. And you're also, you're never the bad guy in your own oh, story. Oh, never. Yeah, right. 
And and so when somebody criticizes you, they are calling you the bad guy of right. your own and story. You know, like exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's an ego thing. Yeah. Again, um, but mm-hmm. and, and you know what? I mean, as much as you can try to have less of an ego about those things and go, yeah, you know, take some of those. You you take that in sometimes, and and if you can, in, if you, uh, it's not internalize it, but look at it objectively to what they're seeing i maybe that's the that i hope that that is the point of criticism but at the same time you know what some people are just wrong (laughs) when they give you the (laughs) criticism because they also they don't understand you know the situation maybe if the criticism is the criticism is warranted sure and and they understand the situation, but you know, if a random stranger is, is criticizing you for something, well, that's just yeah, I know, but it happens every single. There are day, levels, right? yeah. There's levels of that. I mean, uh, try to go online, and that you know, yeah. the famous one in like martial arts is the um, there's a meme with like a it's like a big fat dude with like sitting in an armchair with like pizza on his lap, and he's like, I would have totally like thrown the elbow, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. It's like sure, buddy, <laughs> sure, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> You should have just caught that pass. That's right. I'm sure he was not trying to catch that pass nope, at all. Not it's at not all. what he wants. No, he's definitely throwing the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. that kind of criticism is just, <coughs> just right. fun. If you have any criticism for us. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Just send it to him. Ding, ding. Um, <laughs> all right. How true they are to their word, even with the small things. Yeah. It's, um, I've had a lot of people lie to me. Mm-hmm. And it is those small things where they lie. Mm-hmm. That you're like, right? Oh, it's okay. You know, I mean, it was just a, you know, what? and the next thing you know, you know, ten thousand dollars later, or Whoa. you know, ten. That's a story ten, there. Well, yeah, or ten years <laughs> oh, later. Jesus. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah. Ten K is killing them out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I would not do that. Oh. That's yeah. I mean, it is. I like. I live by the the maxim of um, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Yeah. Right. And I don't always get it right. It doesn't mean I'm always. I I say that. It doesn't mean I'm like. I do everything right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even what. I think people read that into a lot of stuff. Like anyway, it's a different story. Yeah. But like, I mean, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Well, like the yeah. way you prepare for this. This the way you. Um, Invite someone over to hang out, and the way you do that, like that's how you do everything. Right. You know, if you're not going to take time to do the small thing, you're going to fuck up the big thing. Yeah. I mean, you just are. It's yeah. how it works because you're lacking detail or whatever it is, or effort. You know. No. Whatever you, it is, you it, uh, the small things always add up. Um, that and kind of to yours, I saw a quote the other day was, um, you know. The way that you live your life every day is the way that... Or, I'm sorry. The way that you live your day or the way you go about your day. Yeah, it was when you posted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bling. Um, <laughs> which, good, good job. I'm, let I'm, me, let I'm me, bad at this. Let um, me give you some criticism. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, hold on. The way you live your days is the way you live your life. I dig it. Thank you, Annie Dillard. I dig um, it. Either way. You want to parse that one. It's, it's true. Right. How many times have you been told by someone, I will meet you at X, and then three minutes before X, 
I'm not gonna make it. How many times that has it happened? <laughs> a lot. You can't even count. It happens to all of us. I, uh, That's a pet peeve of mine. That drives yeah, me crazy. Me too. I will probably not invite you anywhere again well, after one of those. That's a pet peeve of mine too, and that happens uh, in business personally. Oh, business a lot. Yeah. Especially nowadays. Yeah. I've been in business uh, with one of my businesses for a long time, going on 20 years, which that's crazy. But um, it used to not be like that. Even 20, like even 10 years, it was like people were like punctual. Mm -hmm. I just feel like in the past... I mean, now we're like with the COVID shit. Right. It's like nobody, <clears throat> nobody gives a crap about anything. Everything. Deadlines, whatever. It's the excuse to everything, too. But yeah, it just seems like about ten years ago or so, it was like, like in business, like deadlines were important. Yeah. Now it's like they're like soft goals. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just working with a contractor. It was like, hey, it's the day that things do. Right. Where's the thing? Yeah. He's like, oh, well, I got time this weekend. I was like. Yeah, no. I don't think you understand what the deadline meant. Like, I talked to you three days ago. Like, yeah. it's due today. But remember, almost all deadlines are arbitrary too. <laughs> arbitrary. Yeah, we we've had that discussion a long time ago <laughs> what the... when we were talking about projects that we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what is the the quote from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? It was like, "I love deadlines. I love the whooshing sound they make as they go by." <laughs> <laughs> but like, so true. It's but no, it's one thing. Listen, it's one thing if, like, you're working yeah. and you're communicating. Right. And, like, you invite someone somewhere and they're, like, straight up, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be there. And then they let you know plenty of time ahead. Yes. The night before. Right. Not going to happen. Right. So-and-so. Cool, man. Thank you for being an adult. It's the, like, where are you? Right. <laughs> like, like, you're, like, I'm here. Where are you? And right. it's, like, uh, they don't. I was just talking to someone yesterday morning. They said that they made an appointment with or a date or whatever with some friends. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband went to the restaurant, and the people just didn't show up. Damn. And they were like, like 30 minutes in, they were like, God, I hope they're okay. And they're like texting them, nothing. Tried to call them, didn't answer. Yeah. And then like she saw them two days later, and they were like, yeah, so-and-so happened. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. What? That takes a lot of effort I mean, for two people not to show up also. Yeah, it's like or what? communicate. Yeah. That's shitty, man. Yeah. I I um my wife, my kids, you I I used to say this with um clients too and and our contractors and the people mm-hmm. that work, you know, with us and for us. Um the one thing that I I feel like I've had as a constant in my life, at least for the past 15, 20 years is if I have the information first, I can work around it. Oh, right. Of course. I think anybody. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I've said this recently in business and yeah, <laughs> I won't say where, but, <laughs> but it, you know, there was an apology of, you know, like, Hey, sorry that, <sighs> right. You know, we canceled two, three times. I'm like, you know, that's okay, but when I'm base when yeah. I am basing everything else that I'm doing, and whether it's you know that one night, right, or like I have a campaign that I'm working on, um, and right. this one thing I've been holding out is like this is the thing that's going to start it off. I need it. I yeah. need I need it, or right. I need to know that hey, we're just not going to do it, right, so that I can go and find the 
you know, something else to jump off with. Right. And so, you know. Why is this so hard? (laughs) But uh, so I'm not even complaining about that. I just like, like, as as long as I know what the circumstances are or or I I take that back. I don't even care about the circumstances. Let me give you a different scenario. Um, this is something that just popped in my head, mm-hmm. and you might think I'm petty, and, and I'm, I'm genuinely bringing this up because I want to know if if I am or not. I will okay. take this criticism well. <laughs> so I was helping a friend, and I brought over my a drill, mm-hmm. and we were doing the project, and my drill got destroyed. Mm-hmm. I was per- I'm perfectly fine. Like, I'm, I'm not literally not telling you this holding a grudge. Sure. It's just something that bothers me a little bit. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that. Like I, oh, I can tell. Like, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like I volunteered. It shit happens. I'm not like, <clears throat> I'm not gonna stop being your friend because you broke my drill. Like, right. it's like shit happens. But nothing was said. Yeah. I, and I'm still. We're still close. Whatever. I had another. This was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Friend um, asked me to help him with a project, and I brought my uh, power. Uh, what the hell's it called? Power washer. Power washer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were using it. And d- working on his project broke my power washer. Two weeks later, there was a brand new power washer yeah. on my back porch. Right. Like he came by while I was at work and just put it there and right. wrote a note and said, sorry, bro. Right. And I was like, fuck, that was cool. Like I didn't expect that. Yeah. And I don't expect this guy to buy me a new drill. I yeah. honestly don't care. But it's like those things like that makes it's me think like. Acknowledgement. Which one? Of, but that's my point. First off, tell me, am I am I petty? No, but it obviously <laughs> still gets to you, and and maybe right. maybe it gets to you because you have had the exact. Well, I've had expectations set by someone. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, if if I need something, mm-hmm. or if if I want to really confide some information that means a lot to me, which friend do you think I'm going to call first? Right. And that's just like, and I always want to be that was, first friend. Right. That was rhetorical, you know? right? <laughs> Where's my drill, Aaron? <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I, you know. <clears throat> it, it's just a scenario, and I was like, hmm, it just popped in my head about doing the little things. Yeah. Or, or I mean, true to your word, it's not even, I mean, the guy never said like, well, it's, come on and help me. If something yeah. happens, I'll replace everything. Right. It's not even an unspoken rule between people, but like, yeah. well, I'm I, just like, huh. I had a neighbor that borrowed my power washer, and um, what's with the power washer? I don't know. Um, and this thing is is fairly old, I guess. Oh yeah, um, mine was old. Yeah. Like I was surprised it worked yeah, in the first place. Exactly. Um, and Same with my drill. While he was moving around, you know, the handle on one side broke, and and he texted me. And he said, "Hey, I'm sorry." This broke, you know. Right. Uh, what kind? Of, or you know, like yeah. I'll go and find the handle for right. it and or whatever. Yeah. And and I was like, dude, it, it's okay. Yeah, throw, it, in the, throw, throw in the garbage when you're done. Yeah. When he returned it, he had spent I don't know how long, but he had gotten <laughs> like a metal brace and oh, wow. like, drilled into it to where I think it's more reinforced now <laughs> nice. than it was before. Um, but see, it's stuff like that. Yeah. That and it doesn't have to be like you know a power tool. I mean, it can yeah. just be like anything. You know. Yeah. You do anything. You you borrow someone's car for a trip, <clears throat> wash it, change the oil. Right. Yes, we're we're gonna come into that with our kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like using yeah, using the car, borrowing I mean, the car. You go camping, you pack out what you packed in. Right. Like that's how it, wor- it works. But right. people don't do that though. Yeah. They have 
there's a reason why you say if you pack it in, pack it out. It's because these motherfuckers will leave it there. This is true. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I don't need that anymore. I used it. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking wrap. It's the wrapper from that candy bar. Walk away, everything's disposable. See <laughs> yeah. you later. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's um, and and that is, I I believe that that is an extension of the small things like that. That even if they, mm-hmm. even if somebody doesn't, if it, if it's unspoken. But small things like that. Yep. Those, of course, lead to bigger things. They do. They add and, up too. And, and yes, you know, it's. It, I mean, you know, who would <laughs> back to back to this thing right here? Who would you rather be stuck in a foxhole? That's with? right. Absolutely, man. Right. And I'm gonna say it's the guy with the power washer, not the power or the drill. No offense to whoever the heck that. Right. Was. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. The things they say and the words they choose. Mm-hmm. In parentheses, uh, all words have origin, have an origin. The things they say and the words they choose. That was, um, I mean, kind of like... So the word, I don't want to make this like a, a psychology thing, mm-hmm. but like we tend to gaslight each other a lot. You know, you especially find that cause especially as friends, I, I, you've I heard it and you don't like it. I no, actually don't I, like I, the term, but no, but I, I've I've heard you say, it, but I've also you know seen it out there. You know, this people gaslighted this thing, yeah. and and what does that mean to you? So like uh, making you think something is not the way it is when it is, mm-hmm. right? So like, um, I'm trying to think of an example, like. <clears throat> Like the term, just saying. You know what I mean? You can say any vile. I'm not racist. Ter- however, terrible thing. Right. Yeah, and it, but just saying, you know, or whatever. And it's yeah. like, well, you just said it. Like right. words have meaning. Yeah. Like, or oh, just kidding. You know, kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, your feet are ugly. Just kidding. You know, you got gnarly toenails. Whatever it is. I mean, like I'm just thinking of like not really important things but yeah i mean we do it a lot okay. uh, to to people um you know and things have meaning all right you know um i think you should just be thoughtful in in uh how you communicate with people and especially your friends yeah well hang on, we talked before about whether on podcasts and also in, in real life um you know i've had friends that long time that I love that you know only talk negatively it feels like absolutely that, and that's you know, that's the other side of this right I can yep. have the greatest time with them but at the same time you know like only talk about how you know the world just craps on them and um and then I can have friends that you know I can also have friends that only talk about how positive everything is and how everything's great mm-hmm and both of those things are a little bit jarring sometimes, um, but but I'm going to tend now in my life to where, <laughs> again, maybe age, but um, I, I feel like being around people that are positive, being around, and you can be pissed off at something, but yeah. being around people that are positive, being around people that... that you know, take other people into consideration. People, I mean, all those, like, right. what you would ideally, it, for me, it always goes back to what I would like to teach my kids. And I'm not perfect at right. it, 
but I can show examples, you know, right, to you, my kids of... Yeah, you could set the example. Right. That's actually how they learn. Right. <laughs> you can tell them to do <laughs> shit all the time, but, if, you know, it's like if you're always telling your kid to clean his room. But you don't ever clean the rest of the house. Yeah, let's not get into that but, one. But, but I'm just saying, <laughs> but like, what lesson is that? What lesson is he learning? Right. You know what I mean? He's he's like, well, do what I say and not what I do. Yeah. And that builds resentment. Yes. Um, it does. And hypocrisy is a, is a is a hard thing to. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like words have meaning, and that goes back to the other one too about doing what you said you'd do. Yeah. Right. Which is like. You're like, we're going to do this on Friday. And then Friday comes, and you're like, yeah, let's do it later. Right. <laughs> but like, it's not you know, even Friday. It's like the time has passed for you to do it. Yeah, and what happened? You, yeah. yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah. Why didn't you do it? Yeah. Well, I watched Netflix. I mean, like, whatever it yeah. is. Like, that has meaning as well. Um, yeah, another one circumstances like, too do. Yeah. yeah. From, the, from the article, article, they, um, they bring up a point of uh, – when someone speaks, how often do they say the you know I versus we? <laughs> I am not going to even talk about somebody that we. Yeah, no. Um, I'm I'm serious. Like yeah. you know, in in often not like what they say, but how they say it mm-hmm. too. You know, like, and it's like the circumstances around the stories they're telling. You know. I was about to say I again. I was trying to figure out how to. Not get making you self conscious. Yeah, yeah, I am. It's um, a podcast. We can we can talk about ourselves. Okay, you can edit that out, right? <laughs> um, I don't remember if it was high school or college or somewhere. I was writing an essay, and I think I kept saying I think this. Yeah. And whoever that professor was said in an essay especially like this take i out of it and take i think out of it god this might be the same high school teacher that i've been talking about forever <laughs> um but take i think because you know what you're writing the words so we're going to assume that that is what you think right so you it don't have to say paper. i yeah you don't say in conclusion i wanted to show you it's yeah. your words yeah so take I out of it. Take, right. yeah, know. entertain me at least. Right, and and so after that, again, whenever I, um, whenever I have listened to other people talk, <coughs> if it goes in that direction, mm-hmm. and it's I think this, I think that, like, I, yep, it's one thing to say, you know, I heard this, but. I right. think this, and I'm thinking of one, you know, one or 12 or 50 <laughs> conversations in particular. Yeah. I think this, like, I get it. I yeah. I assume that that's what you were thinking. Right. Because you, you said, said it. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but to, to have to state many times in the same conversation that I think this. Right. You, you're, you're only talking out of. I don't know, the it or the ego. I, I will I will always get these things wrong, but you're only talking from one place. I think it's the ego. And you're you're not you're not really taking a holistic right. global view right. on things. And that will make you a very lonely person, I think. I think it will. I think. 
<laughs> Probably. Uh, so, so here's the here's the uh, I think here's the crux of what we're getting at there, which is like, how many times have you have a conversation with someone, and you can tell that they're not really listening to you, mm-hmm. that they listened to part of it, and now that they're in their own brain formulating what they're going to say to you next. <laughs> Isn't that daily? Like, I mean, do they listen to what you have to say and ask about it? Or are they continuing to put their thoughts in front of yours? You know what I mean? More so about the how they do it, but like, I think that's something too. I'm a talker. (laughs) Sometimes I have trouble listening because listening is an art. Um,. But when I really feel like I should listen to that person because I'm either not understanding them or what they're Mm -hmm. saying is important or, you know, whether it's important to me or to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is really the most important part here. Like, is it something they're really into? Right. And, you know, again, back to kids, wife, whomever they're talking about something and you know there are definitely times where i have to go oh i better pay attention because this is important to them this is important to them and you know and i don't ask my wife and kids i do not get that right 100 percent of the time no i don't either nobody does a lot but i feel like i still continue to try to learn how to listen to people there you go that's i mean what else can you do right but but yes there the people that I that even as a talker that I get most annoyed with are the people that they have something ready to go right away. And the truth is, is not that many people are that quick-witted. No. If they have something, think about it. Boom, yeah. ready to go. I'm like, wow, they're incredibly smart. Yeah. Or boom, they were never listening to you I in the first place. That happens a lot more often than we think. Mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot. Like I'm sort of obsessed right now with. When I talk to people, like trying to make sure that we are understanding each other, because I'm sort of like, I just don't think anyone ever understands anyone else ever. Like that's just how I feel. Like, yeah, like we're just not communicating. Like it's just not happening. Um, simply because of that. Like, like whatever words you say, like they're words, and I interpret them based on what I think. Mm. You know what I mean? Never what you think. And I don't know that that's possible. But no. you know these concepts and things, and you're basically just leaving. Feeling okay enough that we've communicated. Sure. I'm just like, how do you communicate super clearly? You know, I mean, complex things. I mean, easy shit. It's like, hey, move that pencil. Like, you know, even that. But I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. Other than it is annoying when you can tell someone is just waiting to respond. I was about to respond. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that's because you wouldn't shut up. Uh, and that's probably what's going through somebody's head. Sure. Uh, yeah, like, uh, finish talking so I can talk. Mm-hmm. Doing podcasts and and also doing interviews, which you and I have done a lot of those over the years, that, again, listening is an art. And so mm-hmm. you, like, I could, I've, I've, Done podcasts where like read the question, the person answered, go, okay, next question. Right, you didn't even you didn't even listen. Yeah. 
because you're worried about how you're going to say the next question. Exactly. Yeah. But somebody who's a good interviewer or a good podcast, and and I've and it's a skill. It's a skill because you adapt to whatever that other person is is saying. Mm -hmm. You're listening to them, and you might go and talk around that or on that subject around that subject away from that subject sure but you've listened to what they've said and that leads you to the next thought as opposed to just saying what you want to say right. it's a much so, better so podcast. They're, they're they're yes exactly yeah. and um so i feel that when you and i started to do these the first time that you know like I had diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> I mean, I still do, but it's, it's just me. Um, yeah. But I, I think I even told you, like, I want to pause and listen and hear what you have to say. And right. Maybe, and, and, and I'm finding this in other podcasts I'm doing that even go and even if I'm the one being interviewed, that I want to go and ask the question Absolutely. back to somebody so that it is interactive and it's not one way. And so not only for podcasts, but then, re, you know, relate that to... A normal conversation it's important it is it's connection right yeah um i don't know we got way off of the topic of that one i don't understand how maybe um <laughs> but it's all still relevant i think yeah. um, all right how they treat people who have nothing to offer them Ooh. that's a fancy one <laughs> yeah i mean that's like well no shit you know um <laughs> the, the, the article has the most obvious sign. They are super kind and ingratiating, or or they're total jerks to everyone around them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Is there a medium? I think I'm kind of in the medium. I'm in the medium, too. Yeah, I think most of us and, are. And um, sometimes you can get in trouble for being in in the middle. Yeah, maybe. Um, because, yes, you're super ingratiating, and so the, the, the person that has nothing to offer them, you know, thinks that they actually care. That's probably not the case. Right. Potentially. <laughs> right. And then if you're totally dismissive to somebody and 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 no. Um yes. if you're totally dismissive to somebody who has nothing to offer you, then You're probably a jerk. You're probably a jerk. <laughs> um but somewhere Number four is pretty obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and I've I've definitely seen it, and I'm sure that. Yeah, I mean, it's like the homeless guy like right. conundrum where it's like, I don't really want to give this guy five dollars, right? But, but he probably needs it. But so yeah, and like, and, what do you do? You just ignore him, right. or you like lie? What to does him? he have to offer me? Yeah, Absolutely nothing. nothing. No. But then, but then, but there's a difference between like, like not. Not making eye contact because you don't want to give them money right. versus going, you're a homeless piece of crap. Right, this is a huge difference. And I've I've been, I've been walking down the street with someone who has essentially reacted that, that way. Yeah, which is like, huh, they should all be like, you know, round up and put in a hole. It's like, whoa, you know, damn dude. <laughs> I don't. I'm not the most empathetic person yeah. with this guy's plight, but I don't think we should round them all up and put them in a hole. Right. Like, that's probably a little extreme. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> one of my missions in life right now isn't to save everybody. Is it putting people in holes? Well, no, oh. no, no, no. This is the opposite <laughs> okay. of the whole thing. Gotcha. Is, 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 yeah, my mission in life is not to save all humanity. Right. 
But I, I mean, maybe it should be. You know, I I, I think I've been in all three of those I think so places. Too. Like, oh, you know, what does that say about me? me yeah, <laughs> my bipolar. But, but now, you know, like it. If I have given money to somebody, whether it is, you know, a homeless person, whether it's you know buying, you know, another or a military person's meal or something like that, it's it's been at my discretion and on my terms because of, you know, something that was, you know, they may not know that they give any, or they're, (laughs) where are we going with this? I don't Um, know. Where are you going? There may. I'm listening actively. They have nothing to offer (laughs) me. Right. No. However, you know, or I guess on the surface, but if, you know, if I'm, Helping somebody just in a small way, then maybe it is it's, it's offering something back to me um, that yeah. that again on the surface you wouldn't see that. I don't. Know. You can criticize me all you want because <laughs> I don't know what I'm. Well, saying here's right the thing with these. That. I don't. I don't. I don't like necessarily just straight up judging people, right? Right. And I think I think you have a lot to lose if that's how you walk around in the world is just straight up judging the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Like, like let, you know, you got to take people at face value, I think. The whole point of this stuff is like, we're doing these things subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care how awesome of a human being you are, you're still judging people. Yes. You know, it's the action you take with it, right? All I'm saying is like, these are good, this, this type of stuff is good skill to know what you're dealing with, right? It keeps you from... Being completely naive yeah. and not protecting yourself—that's why it's important. I don't think you want to use it like, you know, I'm going to make a snap judgment about this guy and I'm never going to talk to him again. Right. You know, that's you know, that's probably bad. Like you just you, you're well, depends then, on what they did, but like for the most part, these aren't really huge issues. You know, yeah. <laughs> like someone doesn't listen very well. It doesn't mean they're a total asshole. Right. You know, uh, it just means that they have problems or they're like self-centered a little bit but you can use that information down the line just to know like well i should probably call this other person first you know like like we said earlier well and 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 back to the having nothing to offer somebody i mean the truth is i don't don't feel like there's anybody out there that's actually like that you just don't know yeah they have anything to offer you whether you know whether it is somebody that you know is is on the street like Right, you're also yeah. You're uh, I've learned some wisdom from some people that live on the streets. Oh sure, <laughs> before yeah. yeah, don't touch a homeless guy. Well, you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, you know, but um, you just because somebody doesn't, you don't perceive them as having value to you. You know, you again, you have no idea about anything mm-hmm. that that person you don't has been through. Nope. You know, thinks, does, and or you know, or has had done to them. Right. Well, yeah, that too. But but so when you're thinking about the value that you could get back, like if your perceived value is what what can what opportunity can they bring me on a you know on a economic basis? Maybe not. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I I know people people like that though. I know people that are like that are not homeless. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
um, <laughs> that are always sort of sizing everyone up for what sort of value they can get out of them. Yeah. And then they, they clearly rank and classify you right. based on and what they... And they will gravitate towards the people yeah, that can provide Yeah, I, I know people that are like that, oh, and, yeah. and I don't want to be around those people. No. Um, you know, that's not really my cup of tea, you know? No. But, um, but I think that, you know, for the most part, that, yes, you're somewhere in the middle, and so... Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not going to be that person, you, but you're not going to gravitate towards that person either. And, and that's okay. That's okay. It's okay to be mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. How to Turn Your Dissatisfaction into Action podcast by oh. Yvonne Akisar. I don't know how to pronounce all that. So. Yvonne What's Akisar. that one? You brought that one. It's yeah. another TED Talk. It's another TED Talk. And um, it's from 2019. And I believe that um, this person... Wow, so she is the uh, mayor of Freetown in Africa. Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone. So the mayor of Sierra Leone after rebel invasion and Ebola epidemic. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, continue. And and part of her story is that she she was from Sierra Leone, from Freetown. She was living and working in London. And stop touching me. Sorry. Okay. And um, uh, she, uh, I guess there was civil war, and she was seeing it on TV, and she and her friends, either from Sierra Leone or, or people she worked with, um, you know, basically they started a foundation to help um, people who were displaced by the civil war. Okay. And that was the first time she got involved, but she didn't, what I understand is she didn't leave London. And then in 2014, when the Ebola um, outbreak happened, uh, she actually left London. She left her husband, well, not like left them, but left her husband and kids, but to go and help. And then she ended up, you know, being part of this nationwide um, program to to help plan how to deal with the Ebola. Because that was like the epicenter, I guess. Um, And then... uh, and then she ended up becoming mayor of Freetown, um, Sierra okay. Leone. So, but what she talks about is that the reason that she did something was she had this dissatisfaction um, with how things were being handled. And, and she said that with the, I don't know, I think it was with the Civil War that um, she called one of the 800 numbers or whatever it would be in, in the UK um, to uh, to find out how to help because they're, they're you know, crisis hotlines set right, up. Right. And she was like, you know, the people that she was talking to knew nothing about it. Mm. They were just there to take money. And she said, that's nothing on the people that were there. Sure. It was just, you know, she didn't feel like her dissatisfaction came from knowing that people who are giving money, that money was probably not going to be used in the best way in order to rectify the situation. Okay. So she had a dissatisfaction with that. Okay. And then with the Ebola outbreak, um, you know, she's like, you know, fine. Here's an event that I I am I was already dissatisfied about how things happened before. Um, but she said that, like, after the Civil War, when that died down... Then the um, everything got a lot better in Sierra Leone, or to a certain amount, mm-hmm. to where now, what was that like, f- 
15 years later, the infrastructure couldn't handle that many people living there. Mm. And, you know, um, their waste issues, um, she said like 30% of the waste was actually going to where it should be and the rest they were living in. Ew. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, rough. so the dissatisfaction of how things were this like, um, and, and I took note of, uh, the first thing she said, which was, um, dissatisfaction can be a constant presence in the background or it can be sudden triggered by events so hers was sudden triggered by events right but she also i think was going into it's something that's always been in the back of my head that things weren't being run mm-hmm. correctly right mm-hmm. so you know eventually that's why she ran for mayor and <laughs> right. um in order to try to put her spin on things in order to make it um so that's a very hmm. Specific instance, but that's yeah. also a very um, altruistic instance, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. However, on a daily mm. basis, you know, like, I mean, okay, well, we're in the United States. We don't have or maybe we don't notice things going on like that. Well, that's an extreme. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're not necessarily yeah. going to have a rebel invasion. We're not going to have a viral cause... outbreak anywhere, yeah, right? Yeah. Like Ebola. Mm. Mm. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's the ultimate, like, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's pretty strong. Stop complaining about something Do and start some, doing yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, like, if you have a problem with local politics, run for office. Right. Yeah, we have a friend who's doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the quintessential, like, you're bitching about the president, but you didn't vote. Right. You're like, oh, yeah. I don't know that we can have a conversation. Right. I don't know where this is going to go. Well, yes. <laughs> you know, like. I, I think you're not allowed. In my mind, you're not allowed to have that conversation. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Why, why didn't you vote? Like, right. I don't know how many times I've talked to people like that. Where it's exactly. like, why are you bitching? You could have voted. I mean. Right. And they'll say like, well, my vote wouldn't have counted. Well, then you should probably work to make it count. I mean, right. And you can. You can have a voice. Right. You know, which is what she's saying. And so, I, I think that's it's awesome. Well, and again, she's. So back to the you know, bringing it back to I, <laughs> whether that's right or wrong, but but bring it back to you, bring it back to me, bring it back to you know anybody. Like let's let's even take the the altruistic parts out of it and look at you know, do you have dissatisfaction in your daily life? And Absolutely. What's going on? Yeah. Does an event trigger you? Like how many times have you heard that you know somebody has a heart attack? They're like, okay, now I got to start living healthy. If you would have, maybe, maybe not, started living healthy well before that, you may have not gotten to the point where you're at the part where you have the heart attack. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. But complacency and not having that dissatisfaction with your life or health or whatever it is, has allowed you to get to that point to where so so you've got the background part of it right. I keep looking at this that dissatisfaction can be a constant presence in the background you didn't have that you were complacent yep and you didn't have that dissatisfaction because everything is great as far as you know it's, yeah uh, on the surface at least yep um, but then a sudden event triggers you know this dissatisfaction yeah, row, row. 
and I better do something about yep. it now. Yep. You know, the life-changing events. They're life-changing because... And well, guilty, yeah. guilty of it also, but they're life-changing because you weren't living your life the way that maybe that life-changing event makes you have mm-hmm. different perspective. Absolutely. And and you're like, oh, wow, maybe I should yeah. do that because I'm dissatisfied with what I've been doing forever. Um, yep. And uh, something else that she says towards the end is, um, let me see if I get this right. The steps to address that deep sense of anger and frustration I felt didn't unfold magically or clearly. That's how the power of dissatisfaction works. It works when you know things can be done better, and it works when you can decide to take risks to bring about that change. So, mm-hmm. so dis, so that's the dissatisfaction. This in the back. That's the little voice inside your head going, "This isn't right. This isn't right. Something needs to change." Mm-hmm. Um, in doing something to change it, right? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But but again, so you know, I think every small bit small business has been started by that same chain of events in their right. brain, which is like, I could do this better. Got to be a better way. I'm going to go do it. Yeah, right. whether you're right or wrong, that's what you get to prove over the next twenty years of your business. But like, right. I think yeah, it's a good crux. I mean, that's like important. Yeah, on all scales. Yeah, like you're talking personal scales to affecting the world is there anything you're dissatisfied right now in your life lots of things name one this podcast no, i'm just kidding no uh i mean i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's lots of things i'm dissatisfied with i mean i have a project right now that i'm not happy with mm-hmm. the way it is going you know but there you go are you gonna change anything about it yeah okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Was it something that's been eating at you for a while? Or it has something? been. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Just it's just been the communication, the way it's happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with it. And it's, it, you know, it's absolutely at a point where I have to decide, like, should I bring this up and, and have this conversation about, like, hey, communication doesn't happen the way it should. Right. Because if I don't, it's going to keep going like it is, you know. And there's a chance that if I bring this conversation up, it's going to stop. Like, I'm not going to work with this person anymore. You know what I mean? Like, right. so where does it go? But, you know, it's at a point where I'm dissatisfied enough to where we definitely need to have this conversation. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And, and but I have been paralyzed to take action for several weeks, mm-hmm. you know, just hoping it'll get better. And it hasn't. History proves otherwise. There's that hoping, hoping <laughs> yeah. thing again, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and. It's, it's, it's the, the shit hitting the fan. It's the... Well, it's not even... In this case, it's not even... Well, that, the shit has hit the fan. The project got done. Yeah. But we're actually done with this project. Yeah. I'm like, done with it. We're just invoiced for it. It's awesome. It's that the pattern will repeat itself. We're not being the best we can be. Mm-hmm. We could do it a lot more efficiently, which means we get to keep more money. Right. But I'm not sure this person is committed to actually getting better, mm. you know. And that's that's the conversation. That's where it's going to go. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm sort of scared of it, you know, because yeah. uh, you don't want to lose that client, you don't want to lose that person you work with, whatever it might be. Right. Are you dissatisfied with yourself for not addressing it sooner? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Should have nipped it in the bud. Right. Like Barney Five says, nip <laughs> it in the bud. Nip it. Got to nip it. You got to nip it. 
You don't like Andy Griffith references? I do, I do. Okay. I'm, just, I'm, I'm seeing him in my head as... as, as <laughs> you got to nip it, Andy. <laughs> no, like, I mean, that. yeah. So whenever you, you miss an opportunity like that and you let it sort of fester for a little while and yeah. you're like, shit, what, what did I do? Where, you know? Yeah. But... <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering if the dissatisfaction comes from... I mean, how much of it is external? How much of it is internal? I will tell you one of the reasons why I'm not ready to, what I haven't been, I'm going to have this conversation next week. Why I haven't been ready to have this conversation is because I wasn't prepared for them to say, well, you did X, Y, Z and it sucked. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I'm not, haven't been prepared for that yet. Yeah. And that's probably why it's been holding me up. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. hard conversations are hard. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always external. It's like, you guys do this. You know? yeah. And they might be like, well, I did that because you forgot to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, well, shit. That's, That's not I, what I wanted to hear, you know. So I tried to admit my wrongdoing as soon as I can. And that, I mean, no, absolutely. it's, it's like that. ownership, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it's ownership of, of any situation. Yeah, you got to own your... But, problems. but knowing knowing when to say that to yourself, also knowing when to say that to somebody else, you know, that that's an you know that's an art also. And yeah, and there's, absolutely. There's never with humans. There's never you know until something gets to a certain point and there's an actual event or you know like your event is now the project's over. We might start a new project. Right, and we probably will. Yeah. So. Right. Or won't. And, and, you know, you can take it as, I mean, it's, it's the after action review that, that we do in the military. Like, what did we screw and up? See, that's a great thing. Together. That's a great thing that we're getting off track, but whatever. Um, yeah. The idea of a forum, right? So like this podcast is a forum. It's a place where we can talk like this and explore <clears throat> concepts. I think it's important in business projects clearly in the military even in interpersonal relationships to to find a way to have a forum yeah f- where you communicate and you put it all stuff. out on the table yeah, yeah and it's not taken personal and right. it's not you know it's just the you know it might be like a project the military i assume the forum is this is the forum to make things better right it's not personal don't take it personal. It's not about you, Aaron. This is about us, team, and how do we make the team better? And so inside that safety of the forum, you can say shit. Right. And, and because... And you don't, hopefully the opening salvo isn't, well, first off, Aaron's a dick. Right. But, but you know, but, he is, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> this is true. Um, because in the heat of the moment, when you're trying to make a decision on the fly or anything like that, um, because, you know, best laid plans... You know, you, yep. as soon as you hit contact, you're, there's there's a saying for this. No plans to cross first contact with yeah, the enemy, exactly. sir. Um, that so you have to adapt, overcome all of the above, um, and you're going to screw up. The AAR should be, and it's not always, it, it can be a pointing fingers thing. <laughs> well, I'm sure it devolves into that a lot of times. Exactly, exactly. Especially when you're dealing with like 21 year olds. But it, it should be younger than if that. If you're a 21 year old and you listen to this, deal with it. We love you. Deal with it. Exactly. Um, if you, it should be an objective look on. Okay, you know, here's where 
you know, here's where I screwed up. Here's where I feel like you screwed up. Here's where, you mm-hmm. know, if it's the, you know, here's where the client screwed up. Here's right. how, and it's, it's not even, and it's not to say you're a bad person. Right. It's to say these were parts of the system that failed. Yeah, this is how we handle things. And, and we don't have work. to address it. Right. And, and, you know, everybody has their part in the success. Everybody has their part in the failure. Um, even if the project got done right. or the mission got done, yep. that, that there's always going to be successes and failures in it. There will um, be. Right. And so, yes, the, the, it, an AAR should be as objective as possible. Um, and, and you just, you, if you can go into it, maybe that's how you do it too. And not like, <clears throat> hey, you really sucked on this. We should have done it this way. Right. Uh, yeah, I know I should. You know, I screwed up too. But but that's not what's important now. If you if you take it in right. that vein, yeah, it could go sideways. Um, yeah. But if you take it as a you know, listen, let's let's. I tried to start with you know, hey, is there anything that you saw that we could have done better? Started with that. <laughs> nope. Well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and somebody you know somebody that. That you want to continue to work with, right? Should go. Yeah, there are some things that I was not yes. pleased with what I did, right. and so I should have done. And so you might find that that person, yeah, they have the same vibe you do. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And then you go, yeah, well, yeah, I noticed that, but it probably. And then it, you know, it probably came from when I didn't do this because the customer did this, yep. and so you know maybe we should look for that next time. Absolutely. And so there's a a, a way to take it as objectively as possible, but also, you know, sometimes asking questions as opposed to putting something yeah, out. I like that tact. Yeah. That's, That's what good. I'm here for. That's good, man. Yeah. You're here for tact? No, I'm definitely not. Tact stands for tactical. Yes. I figured that out a while back. Okay. I always thought it stood for tacky. <laughs> <laughs> I had it backwards in okay. my head. I had it backwards in my head. It's awesome. All right. On that note... Uh, that was the last in our list of things to cover. Bing, bing. Uh, if you have anything you want to share with us or complain about. Um, <laughs> if you want to criticize us. We don't care. Yeah. And until next time, <laughs> we'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go.